0: Welcome, everyone, to the Dead Messengers podcast. Uh, I'm Brock, joined once again by my co host, Justin. Justin, it's been an emotional day for you uh, <laughs> with the uh, controversial uh, college football playoffs uh, seating. But other than that, how are you doing?
1: I am so angry. <laughs> I am so angry. And like, I shouldn't even care. And yet I'm so angry. But otherwise, I'm okay.
0: Yeah. Well, we are going to dive into that but um let's let's put the emotional baggage to the side for now um because we have uh, a few things in destiny to cover um we are only doing this once a month uh and it's actually proved to be uh good for us because there's been some things that happened in destiny that maybe wouldn't have happened if we had recorded a week after uh, for example um in this past week alone uh their, Bungie, uh has decided in their infinite wisdom to uh sell uh one of the best exotics ever created the sleeper simulant, uh and then some other exotic that I don't remember for fifteen dollars and that has for cre- for twenty four hours yeah for twenty four hours uh which has raised hue and cry uh, across the land um and then it's it's interesting both things are interesting it's interesting that they d- decided to do this at this juncture and it's interesting uh the reaction to it
1: yeah, so I, I first of all, I'm not surprised. Let me say that, right? Like, when you, we we just talked last time about the fact that, I mean, what are they, 45% off their revenue targets or something like that? And so I think it's pretty obvious that they need to do something to generate revenue. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that they did it. I think I'm surprised, maybe I shouldn't be, <laughs> but I think I'm surprised by the clumsiness with which it was rolled out right like you have to you know that they had to know that they were going to get this kind of reaction right like you know that there was a meeting that happened and somebody somewhere was like if we do this they're gonna lose their shit
0: (laughs) yeah well it's to me it's like instead of instead of a, a Okay. I, I'll save the the first thing I was going to say, but instead of, uh, instead of doing $15 for, you know, two exotics, which, you know, I'm not going to stand on the table and say these are game changing. Well, sleeper is obviously, but uh, it, I, like, <laughs> look, you have a soft spot in your heart for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, but, not well, it's not game changing. It, it, it it's not game changing. It's
1: sort of it, like, if they were like, it would be like for me, if right. they were selling whisper. Right, and i exactly. like, it's the greatest exotic of all time. Right. No one uses it, but it's yeah, exactly. the greatest exotic of all time.
0: Exactly. But it's, it's so, you know, it's not like you're selling game-changing exotics, but if it had been me, I would have said, instead of selling actual weapons, let's stick to, you know, kind of what our our game has been so far in selling, you know, cosmetic things, right? And, and maybe there's a variation on um, what is currently offered in the Eververse store that we could have done a special on, Um, you know, something to something of that effect, maybe, maybe, you know, selling some popular cosmetics from, you know, previous years that are not available anymore. I I don't know, something like that. Like if you're really trying to make up, which it's going to be difficult to make up 45% off of your target, just in general, a $15 exotic pack, isn't going to make a massive difference in my opinion, but. I feel like they they departed too quickly from what had been their pattern of literally just selling cosmetics for money.
1: Yeah, I mean, so like they could have, right? They could have been like, hey, we're going to sell some cosmetics from, from the past or whatever. My guess is there's some data somewhere somehow that said, hey, look, if we sell cosmetics from the past, we're going to make this much money and they wanted that to be a larger amount of money. The other thing I'll say is like it's been very it's very clear especially for the la- through the last year, but even the last two or three years, it's been very clear like Bungie's not really afraid to test things and they're not really afraid to test things out in the open. They've been doing that a lot with seasons and I think that people don't really realize that and people don't really realize um you know, like when there's a new mechanic or a new sort of whatever part of the seasonal activity, maybe they like it, maybe they don't like it. That's Bungie trying to figure out what is it that people like and don't like. And so you know, if you think back to like Season of Plunder when everybody was pissed at how grindy and gross it was, I think that's when they learned, okay, that's as far as we can turn the grind knob before the player base revolts, and they turned it right back. And so there's a lot of testing that they do, and they're not afraid to do it out in the open. So like yeah, it could be a thing that they just decided to test. Like what it would be the community's reaction if we did something like that? But here's my problem with that. They had to know. They're not so out <laughs> of touch with their players that they didn't know what every like the community's reaction was going to be. Having said that, I think the pearl clutching by the like content creator community and the streamers get the fuck out of here. Well, you
0: you think um, as the cross going live immediately is not an appropriate response to, uh, <clears throat> Look, uh, this, I, like, uh,
1: I won't pass judgment on what is and isn't appropriate, but I think it was silly, right? Yeah. Like everybody knows what basically everybody's opinion is to get like all worked up about, like to get all worked up about it and to like intentionally, work the community up Mm. it's not awesome it's like you could even say it's a little harmful to the community especially considering all you're doing all you're doing is trying to generate clicks
0: right well okay one small thing before we move on to this this portion of the topic um nope i forgot it all right moving on
1: (laughs) (laughs) but look Um, i mean like at the end of the day i don't hate it i don't care i think it's a little lame
0: yeah right no i agree Um, i agree with you um the reaction, like, was it a miss? Was it like, oh, I remember now. I was gonna say, you know, I agree with you. They had to know, and in the current climate in which they find themselves, in that you know, uh, satisfaction with the game and with Bungie at an all-time low, um, now is not the time to. This is really bad timing. Terrible. Maybe, maybe now is not the time to test things out of this yeah. nature. Um, but having said that, I I I also agree that, you know. It, it was unnecessary to, you know, the, the reaction, you know, from from the content community and and from, you know, just the community in general. And, and the problem is um, a lot of these streamers and content creators, you know, there's a lot of people who just take their opinions as their own. They don't yeah, form they their— they live
1: off controversy, right?
0: Well, what I mean is, like, there's a lot of people that don't form their own opinion. Yeah. And they literally, like, oh, X person— uh how it feels this way about that and well, so that's how I, I must feel I also feel that exactly I, I feel like it's a very large portion of the community acts in that in that uh fashion so I mean I
1: think you've described social media in yeah. kind of a nutshell we've
0: well, we, we kind of described you know the large swath of American yeah. uh society probably yeah uh, with that generalization yeah but yeah I mean and, and uh, the argument I heard most frequently was that it's a predatory tactic oh we have Bungie is stealing from the uneducated masses. There are people who are making less than X amount of money annually, and they are being taken advantage of.
1: Okay. (laughs) You and I are friends. I know we're roughly on the same page about this, but I'm going to stand up on my soapbox of personal responsibility here for a second. Um, If you are in a financial position where spending $15 on anything in a video game, creates problems for you, I don't think you should be spending $15 on anything in a video game, whether it is useful or not, right? That said, you are a human, presumably who have advanced far enough in your life to make that decision for yourself, and if you decide that's the thing that you want to do, go right ahead. I don't think it's my job, I don't think it's your job, I don't think it's anyone else's job to protect you from yourself, if you want to do that, go ahead. It's a different situation with kids. I think there's some parental responsibility. I'll let you get into that as the 4X parent of the <laughs> podcast here. I think there's some parental responsibility there, but I do think it's like a little bit different with kids. If you're in a financial position where $15 is not going to be problematic for you, you still have an element of personal responsibility that you must exercise here. And if you spend $15... On a pack that gives you one enhancement prism, hmm. one enha- like uh, ascendant shard, and uh, the two greatest exotic, exotic weapons, of all time. and then you realize that that's not really awesome, and you might have wasted that fifteen dollars. Guess what? You've learned a life lesson, right? You yeah. have learned that perhaps you shouldn't spend fifteen dollars on a thing in a video game, and if you do, you might not be thrilled with the return on your investment. In either case. There is an element of personal responsibility here. I do not like it when people use the word predatory about this kind of thing. All they're doing is giving you a choice. It is the business's job to make revenue any way they can, to generate revenue any way they can. They're giving you a choice. They're not forcing it down your throat. They're not saying in order to do this activity or to compete in this whatever, you must spend this $15. They're just saying, look, if you want a shortcut, here it is. And like, right. what's the harm in that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is a problem. We both definitely agree on this. Uh, just to address the, the parental side, um, yeah, this is more, this, you know, when it comes to kids, it is definitely a different ball game. I, I have children. Um, they have, you know, definitely one of them is old enough to accidentally buy things, right? So it is important. It is the parent's responsibility to make sure that they have put the controls in place that they can't accidentally buy something. Uh, and, you know, the good news is Xbox, Steam, and PlayStation all have those controls that you can use. Um, so, you know, that, when it comes to, you know, kids wanting to buy things, it, that's to me, you, you need to do your job as a parent to protect your children from, you know, spending money they don't have. And, and even use it as a good teaching tool. Like I, I, I fully intend to leverage the fact that these, these games offer things for money to teach my son some valuable uh life lessons about spending your money. So yeah, I
1: mean like, you know, if it were me, I don't have kids, right. so I just I'm going to put that out there. But if it were me, I would give my kid away to earn some money yeah. through some chores or whatever. Go buy that $15 pack and then when you're unhappy about what you got as a result, guess what? We've learned a little lesson here. We have a I teachable mean, th- this moment.
0: Isn't, this isn't new. No. as a kid you save up your money you go to walmart or target or, or whatever yeah. whatever toy store you buy a toy you bring it home and now you and then sometimes it's, you're happy with it but other times yes. you're not happy with it i just spent you know it took me three months to accumulate this money i just bought this toy and i'm not happy with it like yeah. this is not a new just because it's you know online and in a video game I, I think it's a very similar situation yeah. um so my yeah, o- so, my only my only other thing, and and we can you know we can move on after this unless you have something else, uh, but my only thing is when you call when when the argument is made that it's predatory, it's it's preying on people who make beneath a certain amount of income. I I feel like that's insinuating that people who make below a certain amount of money are dumb with their money. Yeah, or they're not dumb, capable of making just their dumb own in decisions. general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I I find that an offensive position to take because just because you're in a certain, you know, tax bracket, you know, whether it's higher, whether it's low, that's not an indicator of your intelligence. There's a lot of factors that play into, you know, how much money you make that have yep. nothing to do with how smart you are. So yep. I, I I don't think that that's a valid making the argument that that person, because they make X amount of money shouldn't be trusted to handle their own uh, personal or to have personal responsibility. I think that is a very narrow way of looking at, uh, the situation and, and frankly, just, you know, financial responsibility in general.
1: Amen, brother. Now, before we move on, I just, one thing, Bungie, Mm. if you're watching and we know you're not, (laughs) but if, if you're watching, why? Why, why would you look into my eyes? Why would you do this to yourselves right now? You have pissed everybody off over the course of the last, what, two or three months. Why? Why? What, like, why did you think this was the right time? Why did you think that, like, it was the right way to do it to just roll it out and not plant the seed ahead of time that you were, it's a thing that you were experimenting with? What, like why did you do any of it yeah and like i get i get that in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter the people who are already pissed off at you are going to remain pissed off at you the people who are not pissed off at you are probably not going to get pissed off at this i get that in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter but why would you give more fuel
0: to be added to the fire that is the the
1: dumpster fire of your community right now which is why i just want to know why
0: Yeah. I mean, Bungie, when you, you you know, we, you know, the two of us are pretty reasonable. We understand why you make certain decisions, but when you have us questioning, (laughs) like we, you know, we've been playing this game since it launched, you know, we're not going to stop playing it. We're probably in the 1% of Bungie, you know, simps as it were. Uh, but you you have us questioning the wisdom and, of this, yeah, and like, look,
1: I will defend because like if you listen to our last episode, I talked about this, yeah. I understand the plight of the business that needs to make money, yeah, I will defend actions of a business that like maybe the consumer doesn't like because it's like you know monetization, further monetization, and that's gross, and I don't want to spend more money. I'm fine, but the business has to make more money. I will defend that all day long, but w- even I have to just be like yeah it was stupid right Right. it was just stupid i hope you made some money off of it but like clearly it wasn't worth it because you undid it all within 24 hours and that like that's the thing that really kills me and i know we need to move on that's the thing that really kills me you roll it out the the overwhelmingly bad feedback made you reconsider it in 24 hours how did you not think that was going to happen yeah, they I could have. Uh, I could have told you. Call me, free consultant, right here. Yeah, call me, and I will tell you that that will have happened next time you want to do something like that.
0: I mean, they should have done. They either should have not done it, right, or they should have just stuck to their guns, like leave it you, out there, right? Just leave or it start there.
1: dropping some hints three months ago, like we're looking at yeah. alternative monetization methods. Sure. We don't want people to start have, thinking pay to win. Here's our strategy. Here's yeah. our vision. Here's how we're thinking about it. Like start planting seeds. Just don't just drop it on everybody and then be like, uh, <laughs> just, you know what? This I'm a bad so idea. surprised
0: that you don't like this. So I guess we'll undo it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's just stu- it's stupid. Yep. Agreed. All right. So recently, not recently, uh, Last this past Tuesday was the new season, Season of the Wish, which Bungie did officially announce that uh, Final Shape is delayed. Officially, it's delayed to June from June. Uh, yeah, it
1: was longer than we thought, right? Um, I think kind of think it was June. No, we, Am I, I think just we, wrong? No, we thought time June. and space
0: are a mystery to me uh, so. it's, time as a construct. Uh, but yes, we did think June. Uh, so it's delayed from late February to early to mid June, I think, is, is what it was. Yes, yeah, I don't know like if they that. gave a, an exact date, but with that, it means the I current season, did. yeah. It so with that, it means the current season that just launched Season of the Wish will last an extra. An extra three, a month and four a half? months.
1: Four months. It's going so to be a long one.
0: It's going to be a long one. But the good news is with this season, they introduced the new patch notes that they had hinted, which brings a lot of great, in my opinion, changes, uh, not only to PvE, but um, up to me, almost more importantly, to PvP. Uh, but what did you find interesting, Justin, from the uh, patch notes?
1: From the patch notes, I think it's, like, it's really clear that they're aware of power creep in the game particularly around abilities um and they're trying to rein that back in it's like a very very tough thing to do but i mean you can look at it like even something as simple cuz i played it last night even something as simple as introducing a cooldown when you pick your hammer back up if you're playing bonk hammer titan um like it's it's really noticeable you can't just plow i mean you still can but you can't just plow through things like you used to be able to um you know they changed that they changed like we're going to talk about it a little bit later but you know near and dear to my heart void walker um you know with with Controverse, uh they changed that a little bit it still feels pretty good um but they did change it a little bit and you do like you do notice that it's harder to keep your grenade up now than it used to be um and so to me it is a it's a it was a pretty measured first step in trying to rein in at least on the PvE side i skip the PvP patch notes. I don't care, um, but that's me. Um, at least on the PVE side, it is a it's a pretty measured first. It may not even be the first step, but pretty measured step in trying to rein in power creep specific to the massive amount of power that we have that come from our abilities right now. Um, and so I, you know, I thought I thought it was a pretty good step. Nothing feels like I'm like, oh, you totally invalidated this. It feels a little worse. But that's okay. We'll get used to it. Um, nothing feels really broken right now, um, at least in PvE. So, yeah, I thought it was a, it's a pretty good, like all in, pretty good first step at, at trying to bring Power Creep back in line. Also, I will say they hinted at, they didn't do it, but they hinted at finally, finally doing something about Well of Radiance. And I cannot wait. I yeah. cannot wait until Well dies because I'm so tired of playing it. Well, as a I Warlock mean. Main.
0: Well, but even like uh, we were, we you and I were doing the, the new dungeon last night and I was playing, you know, my, my newly discovered Controversial Hold build on Warlock. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and at some point, you know, we were, we were, I don't know if we were struggling or it's just, you know, we were, it was taking a little longer and you were like, I'm going to need you to switch to Well. And I was like, you of all people. I know. To, t- <laughs> to tell me to switch to Well. So, yeah, I know. And, that, and what happened when you did? Uh, um i mean i think i don't know if it made a it made a little bit of a difference during it made
1: a difference in just just straight up survivability right yeah we stopped Um, dying during damage phase correct it just helps
0: correct uh but yeah that's that's something to look forward to uh but here so there are so yeah pve agree with you there's some ability uh changes that i think are fine Uh, but to me the most important thing that's happening these patch notes is there's several major pvp changes and um,
1: PVP, that's a part of the game, right? Yes, L- that's, that's, that's still that's, a thing that people that's do? The,
0: yes, correct. That is okay. uh, a part of the game. I just want to briefly touch on a few, just, just real quick. So um, one that impacts, I think, the whole the whole game, not just PVP, but it has a big effect on PVP, which is they changed um, uh, the sprint and slide activation melees can no longer be activated after the player fires their weapon during a slide. So why is this important? It's because there was a meta in PVP for Titans, you know, especially Titans running Anteus wards, which Anteus wards is the Titan exotics that when you slide, you get a shield that reflects damage. Yep. For like point something seconds. Yep. So what they would do is they would charge at you, they would slide, they would fire, and then they would melee. And a lot of them have the uh, a, a, a pretty far lunge, and they wouldn't need to get super close to you. All they would need to do is they're sliding, so they're invulnerable. They fire, so they drop. They get your shields down, and then the melee cleans you up literally almost no defense against it.
1: So you're telling me that that firing your weapon did not ca- effectively cancel the slide and you could still melee out of the slide? Yeah. Wow.
0: Exactly. I didn't
1: know that. And and that's and, wild. And
0: that's, that's pretty powerful just by itself, but can you imagine if you're facing a a titan that's sliding? That you can't damage while he's sliding. Right, because it's getting reflected back at you. Because getting reflected back at you. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a major, major change to nullify that um, that aspect of the game. And of course, you know, every single Titan I've spoken to on this are very upset about it because it, you know, completely nullifies all Titan melee abilities. But True. I can't find it in my heart to be super um, upset about it because... It, there's almost no counter to it. So, so that's a big change. That's important. And it's also important to note that this is not just affecting Titans. It's also affecting any slide melee in general. So there is a warlock arc, uh, melee. That is a slide one that it affects. And, uh, is yeah, there impartially? A one? I don't think there's a hundred one
1: that like slide shotgun, melee lunge thingy impartially, that seems pretty broken. Like, it just seems like if you're sliding and you fire your gun, you should no longer be able to do the, like, sprint melee shoulder bash thing. Exactly.
0: Yeah, so that was a very important and necessary change. Another change which, you know, affects... You know, the, the class that I play, which is hunters, they undid a lot of the stompy nerfs that they applied two seasons ago, three seasons ago. All I heard about was stomping nerfs. So they removed the AE penalty. Uh, they made it so that, uh, they they had originally made it so that you don't get any of the benefit of stompies unless you have charged abilities. They removed that. Um, so, and actually it provides a little bit of damage resistance when you're in the air. So I think that's a great change. And, and that always
1: seemed dumb to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it's like if their goal was to have no one run Stompies, that's what they accomplished. Hardly anybody <laughs> ran Stompies um, after it's that. It's sort nerf of like when they, changed,
1: uh, when they changed Geomags um, so that, you know, topping off no longer tops off. Topping off. Um, and, and like if your goal was to make it so that no one runs that and Chaos Reach anymore, you have accomplished your goal. Exactly.
0: And then the final thing in the patch notes that I want to talk about, um, is they made changes to competitive mode. Um, the specific things that they made changes to, I mean, they made a bunch of changes that I think all are good, but the specific ones.
1: Is this both comp and trials?
0: No, this, this part is just just comp. comp. They did make changes to trials, which I guess I'll touch briefly on, but, but to give you, just to give uh, an example in the previous in the in the so the the original glory system was bad because it penalized you heavily for losses and didn't reward you very well for wins. That was the first problem. Then they introduced a new system, which has been the system for a couple seasons, in that your the amount of glory you get for a win and the amount of glory you you lose from a loss is dependent on your individual play. But in playing, we found that it was disproportionate to. What we thought, like, so for example, if I, you know, did the best in a match and then, you know, you did the second best, sometimes I would gain less glory than you. Conversely, if we lost and I did the best, sometimes I would lose more glory than you would lose, even though because I. it has
1: to do with like where you are on the ladder or something. Yeah. It
0: has to do with your rank in their yeah. ELO system or however it works. So, um, it, it just felt very inconsistent. Um, so they've, they've made changes to, to that um so that the it, it it what the basic the basic summary of they've they've made it so that it prioritized the rank the ranking prioritized wins. So basically you just get rewarded a certain amount for a win and you get de, you know demerited a certain amount for a loss and it I think there was some inflation calculation they were doing um based on where you were you know ranked and then they removed that as well, which I think is a good change. It should be a linear progression based solely on wins and losses. It doesn't need to take into account your level or anything like that. So that that's a major change. And then the only other one was the change trials to basically give more loot per win. So like yeah. at, at three wins, you get a certain amount of loot, five wins, which... Why, you,
1: why they've always been so stingy <laughs> with trials loot, I just, I don't understand. I
0: think it comes from the attitude in Destiny 1, which is you didn't get anything unless you went flawless. Yeah. Um, and guess. it was, and it was, and it was, a, it was, it was like, like really hard to go flawless in, in Destiny 1. So.
1: yeah. Uh, well, you know, while I don't really care about PvP, I do say, and while I also think that oftentimes good things are ruined in PvE because of PvP, and that's irritating, although kudos that they have been, you know, doing more like PvE-only balancing and PvP-only balancing, so like that's nice. Um, I will say that like I do think that PvP P, while it's not really my cup of tea is pretty critical to the game's future it's like that's the thing that people watch on twitch when they do watch twitch um you know it is the thing that like you know gets people sit up sort of sit up straight in their in their fancy gaming chair and all that sort of stuff and like actually you know get really zoned in on the game um and so i think that you know, whatever effort it is that they are putting towards PvP right now, some people would say, just put it towards PvE. No one cares. I disagree. I think, like, you should continue to make that game mode something that people are happy with. Um, I do think that, like, the thing that they did a while ago where they moved away from... I don't want to start the debate, but they moved away from connection-based matchmaking to skill-based matchmaking. All the dedicated players hated that. I, think, I thought it was great for the little bit that I play. I don't matter, right? Like... Just, just go back to the thing that the people who really like playing PvP actually like, and just do that. Who cares about the rest of us? We're not going to play very
0: much anyway. So I think I think I'm. So I think you're halfway to. I think what is the correct solution, which is the I think what they would tell you, and what they would tell someone who is a serious you know Crucible PvP player is that we need a large population of people playing, and. And this was a way to incentivize a larger population. So, okay, that's about, in my opinion, that's a valid argument. However, I always thought it was a mistake to uh, implement skill-based matchmaking across every single, or rather, every game mode that matters, right? There needs to be, or th- in my opinion, there has always been a, a need for game modes that are connection-based, where people can just go play and not worry about having to, you know, sweat, or, you know, it's just... I'm just out here with the boys. We're six stacking, um, playing control, playing clash, and we're just having a good time. It's not about wins; it's just about playing, right? And in those situations, you don't want to be playing people of your skill. You you just want to play, and you know sometimes you you it's luck of the draw. So and that's how I mean we used to have nights where we would we would get together as a clan and, and play sixes when it was connection based. And that was a lot of fun. We tried to do that on a skill base and it wasn't any fun uh because it was all sweat fest so i think you need both i think you need game modes that are skill based and everyone knows they're skill based and then you need game modes that are connection based and let the players choose and in fact they are introducing that i don't know i don't think it's in this this season um but they are introducing new game modes that are specifically connection based and ones that are and keeping the ones that are currently skill based so i think they are moving in that direction uh i think that's the correct direction because in my opinion the best way to get or to kind of halfway make the pvp community happy is just give them a choice and t- and let sure. them know what the choice is.
1: The only counter that I will say is that if all of the casual modes are connection based, then if you are not an awesome player, you must play in the sweaty, non casual modes to get a fair fight because for the thing that makes it chill and easy for good players like you, someone on the other team has to be getting stomped, Right. <laughs> And so if there's a, like, connection-based casual mode and a skill-based casual mode, cool, right? Um, but to say, like, well, look, if you want to play people of your own skill, you got to go play these, like, you know, competitive, like, ranked modes. All you're going to do is you're going to force people who don't want to get stomped every game and want a fair fight into those ranked modes. But that th- said, again, I come back to my point of I don't actually, like, the people who are casual PvP players, I don't actually think we matter. I think well, you just do what the hardcore players But
0: I, I do think it's it's incorrect to assume that because you're like a 0.6 Crucible player, and if you go into a connection based match, you're going to get stomped every round. I, I don't think that's the case. Now, you may get stomped more often, maybe than a 1.2 or 1.3, but I don't think you're getting stomped every round because, first of all, especially if you're playing sixes, that means you're getting matched with other people. You're not the only one there. You might have a, yeah. a three point, two point something on your team. Um, and sixes, you know, sixes are different than. Uh, I think, I think in sixes, it matters less because it, there's a lot of people, even if you're a great player, you, if you're in a gunfight with two people and a third person comes from a different direction, not, not much you can do about that. Right. And it, but in threes is different because position it, positioning is really important. You kind of know where everybody is, even if you don't know their exact location. So, you know, I think it varies. And I think if you were to ask, you know, some of our more serious PVP friends who care a lot more than even I do. They would agree that this, the skill based matchmaking in sixes in particular was was the most painful part of it. Of course, they would. Yeah, because they couldn't walk through every game. I don't think you're. I think you're missing the point. But anyway, we won't belabor the point. Maybe we'll have a longer uh, diet. Uh, not diatribe. Maybe we'll have a longer, uh, you know, discussion on that because we are definitely on opposing or, or slightly opposing sides on this on this topic. Uh, Fair enough. All right, but. We won't we won't uh, bury the lead any longer. It's time to discuss what has truly been troubling you on this day more than other days, and it's that uh, let me limber up <laughs> this this morning, the college what do they call themselves? The college football playoff committee. the college football playoff committee committee God. okay there's a certain number okay yeah for a second there i thought we could get anyway i won't say that um <laughs> all right so the college football playoff committee this morning released the official seating for the playoffs and this year 2023 is the last year that it's only four teams Correct. that make the playoffs next year it's 12 it is 12 which is a massive jump uh but it's it, is which is, cool. it should
1: have been it should never have been four anyway
0: agreed on. agreed all right so to set the stage um The teams in the top six that are in consideration, Georgia, uh, Michigan, Washington, Texas, FSU, and Alabama. Okay. Correct. Now, the only undefeated teams, like the ones that never lost a game, are FSU for sure. Washington. Washington. And did Michigan lose a game? And Michigan. Michigan. So those are the only undefeated teams, correct? Correct. All right. And then after that, you have Georgia, which just lost in the SEC championship to Alabama. Correct. You have Alabama, whose only loss is to Texas. Correct. And then you have Texas, whose only loss was to—I
1: don't remember—a
0: bad team. I think was it a bad team? I don't know. I'll look it up. All, All right, you look ahead. at that that up. Okay. So that's the stage. So so everybody everybody kind of agreed that Michigan was in since since they're undefeated. Washington was in since they're undefeated. And and after that, it was a question of okay, does Texas get in? because they, they lost beat, to Oklahoma. Okay. They lost. Okay. That's not terrible. So their only loss was to Oklahoma. Um, so after that, I think most people probably thought Texas would be in, uh, because Georgia lost to Alabama. Uh, but after, but there was a big conversation about who would get the fourth spot. Should yeah. it be FSU? Because they are, they they won the ACC championship. They were undefeated. They beat, uh, Florida and LSU to SEC out of conference games um won a massive like the Florida FSU game is a massive rivalry game that they played in the swamp. Um, yeah,
1: Florida's bad, but yes.
0: Okay, Florida is bad, but it's still like it's like a it's like an NFL division game. Crazy stuff happens in those rivalry uh, yeah, games. Yeah, sure.
1: I uh, trust me, I know. Yeah.
0: Um anyway, so they won both of those games and then Alabama <laughs> Alabama lost to Texas and at then home. At, at home. At home. They, what is the thing that you, what is the, what is the, what, let me get that thing you shared. Hold on. I want to bring this up. Go ahead. I want to bring this up before, before releasing you, uh, I I want to, uh, show this, oh, it was a, it was a picture. It's
1: not formatted super well, the way
0: that I pasted it. All right. Hold on. Okay. Well, let me share just this. That's the question. Yes. Okay. Here we go. All right. So this is, this is, I saw like several different variations of this on Twitter. X, whatever. Um, Florida state, isn't that great? Pulled away, here are the reasons. Pulled away late from a 6-6 and G5 team. Needed a prayer to beat a 6-6 and rival. Three-point win versus a 4-8 conference foe. Lost by 10 at home. Oh, wait, shoot. This is my Alabama file. So <laughs> Alabama, yes, they only have a loss to Texas, but the, the route they took to get here wasn't impressive by any means. I think that's the main point.
1: I think that's the point. And, like, here's my thing. First of all, Georgia losing is the reason that all of this is a problem. Right.
0: Well, that and and uh, Auburn failing to defend a, f- a fourth and like 30. Don't even get me <laughs> started. Yes.
1: But Georgia in particular losing is the reason all this is a problem because if they hadn't lost, it's so much easier. Right. Yes. Because they're Like, in. it's so much easier. Um, and FSU probably still gets left out. Right. Right. But it's not um, as controversial if, if. It's not as controversial. Right. Because then you have Georgia. Well, actually. Like, because Georgia's undefeated, the, if they win, Georgia's undefeated. So, like, if they had lost Alabama, you would have for sure Georgia, for sure Michigan, for sure Washington, and your fourth spot could go to Texas or it could go to FSU, right? Um, yeah, that's and so like there would still be some controversy if Texas gets in over FSU. But here's my problem: like FSU has done everything that the college football sport has asked of them right all they have done is won every single game and their quarterback broke his leg right that sucks but like how is it okay to tell the like this team that like what like what do you want them to do should they have gone undefeated even harder than they went like they can't go more undefeated They didn't lose a single game. Um, And that's really my problem, right? And, like, the whole premise of how the college football playoff works is flawed. Like, to think that there's a room full of, like, what is it, 12 people? I don't know, 8 or 12 people that sit around and just decide who's going to go to the playoff. And they can invalidate the results of the entire season if they want to because of something that happened late in the season that hasn't even affected the like the team's record on the field is ridiculous. Michigan should get in. They are cheater cheater pumpkin eaters and the fact that we're going to let them waltz into the playoff without any punishment is a travesty. There's something wrong and broken at college football's core if that's going to happen, but because no, nobody's going to do anything about it, they should get in. Fine, right? Washington should get in and here are the reasons why they're undefeated and they're power five conference champions. If you fulfill those two criteria, you should never be left out of a college football playoff. Now, what I will say is what happens in a situation in a four-team playoff where all five power five conference champions go undefeated. We never had that before, but it could, it,
0: it could have happened if Georgia had won, correct?
1: um no big 12 is it yeah no big 12 champion texas with one loss that's right i'm sorry you're correct so it would not have happened yeah um but in my opinion absent a situation where all five power five conference champions at least as the power five exists today it doesn't (laughs) exist anymore um, today anymore and i think by the way i think that what just happened today killed the acc i think it's dead um i have a but, thought on that, but in a situation absent a situation where all five power five conference champions are not un- are not undefeated so like if they are all undefeated we have a problem but if they're not if you are a power five conference champion and you are undefeated straight up you should get into the playoff the fact that you would let a one loss alabama team into the playoff or a one loss texas team into the playoff Over a zero loss conference champion, ACC conference champion, Florida State, is ridiculous. Now, if you have to pick between Alabama and Texas, the obvious choice is you let Texas in because of the head-to-head win. Correct. Yeah. And so really what should have happened is Alabama should be on the sidelines. um, And FSU should be playing in the the playoff.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors here. Um, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Uh, I did think from the beginning that FSU would get left out. And, and the reason, and and just, just to, just to finish off. So did I, by the way. Okay. Yeah. So just like, so just to finish it off, right. The, the last two, it was Texas and it was Alabama. So the, and then the reason, the major reason that even, uh, what's his face, the, the spokesman for the committee, Bo, boo, his name is his legal name. Apparently is B O O boo, whatever his last name is, um, the reason, the major reason, the major uh, contributing factor that he actually said in the interview, like 15 minutes after they released it, was the fact that uh, L- uh, no, LSU, uh, FSU's quarterback broke his leg with two two games to go. Now, to your point, they then won the next two games, maybe not convincingly, but they still won those two games and went undefeated and won their championship without their quarterback. And, you know, that quarterback, uh, what's his name again? It's uh, uh, Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis. I think he is up for the Heisman. So and he it, should win it by default. Well, by the way, well, if he's the whole reason they went undefeated, he should win it by default. I, I, I don't follow your logic, but my point is, like, it's not like he, you know, it's not like he wasn't an inconsequential player. It's you could. It is a reasonable argument to make that him not being there does change the effectiveness of their offense. But to your point, they went undefeated. What, what else were they supposed to do? I think it sends a terrible message to the college athlete that hey, you can do everything right and you don't get to play in the playoffs. Um, You
1: know, the other thing it does, and I get that this is the last year of the four-team playoff, Mm -hmm. but the other thing that, especially for anyone who's on the fringes, right, the other thing that this does is it incentivizes teams and coaches to rush players back from injury faster than they should be so that they don't get frozen out of a playoff or a a berth in a big game or something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean we and, and we talked about this briefly that same night we were in the dungeon and I said they're not going to put FSU in, not just because well because of the injury but like they on some level they had to be considering the matchups and you said no they, they shouldn't be I'm like I agree with well, No no they, they
1: shouldn't sh- be but yeah absolutely
0: 100% that's what they were doing.
1: The fix is in to make sure like the fix was in to make sure the SEC did not get left out. It's like that's just it.
0: Yeah, I don't I'm like, I don't I want to say hat
1: very specifically so that I'm not hiding my
0: allegiance here. Correct. Um, he is for for, for the audio consumers of this format of whom of which there may not be that many. He is wearing a Tennessee volunteers hat. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I don't really disagree with you though. I lean more that they wanted, what is the most important thing to, uh, an enterprise like college football that is real, that is a TV medium. Eyeballs watching the game. So I think they were concerned about getting the best matchup. They didn't want another TCU um georgia you know national championship situation right but i I think that's part of getting blown out in massive fashion randomly is part of college football i don't think you shy away from it (laughs) exactly Um, but so okay and then i think you had another thought where you said you thought this would is going to kill the acc um i don't agree with that and only and the only reason i i don't is because next year's 12 teams all champions of the power five are automatically going to get in
1: well, there's forward. no more
0: Power 5 Well, but, but starting next but, year. But the the ACC champion is always going to get in, basically. Maybe. I mean, I don't see how it's not possible.
1: What happens when teams start leaving the ACC?
0: I, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think they will.
1: Oh, so I think they will. Like, the the big problem here is that the ACC does not wield enough power to change minds in the college football playoff committee and the sec does those teams especially florida state that just got left out they're going to be thinking how do we keep this from happening again how do we get an advocate for us who can change minds at the level that it matters because right now the acc cannot do it
0: mm. yeah i i don't i don't think they're gonna leave the because like because then it. At what point does it just become the—I don't think the NCAA wants that to happen because at some point that means it's just going to be the SEC.
1: The NCAA doesn't want that to happen at all, but they have lost all ability to be an effective and authoritative governing body.
0: If they ever the, had it.
1: Like the Pac-12 is dead, Yeah. right? Um, the SEC—basically, like NCAA football, college football, is going to become— the Big Ten, which is hilarious that it's still called the Big Ten. (laughs) It hasn't been 10 teams in like 12 years or something like that. Um, But it's going to be the Big Ten, and it's going to be the SEC, and it's going to be everybody else. And if you're not in the Big Ten or the SEC, you won't have a seat at the big boys' table.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think the ACC still has a chance to stay together and be relevant, but, I mean, we'll see. I think it going to 12, if it wasn't going to 12, next literally next year i would completely agree with you but i think the fact that it's going to be 12 is going to be uh a difference maybe or at least stave off what you are suggesting is the inevitable
1: the other reason that i think the acc will is dead is because it's been a long time coming i think this is just the straw that broke the camel's back mm. they were slow on conference realignment and all they got left was like all they got was the pieces that nobody else wanted mm right like the the big 10 and the sec moved first right now the sec has texas and oklahoma coming the big 10 has whoever else they have like like they moved first both of those conferences move first and so the like the acc has to be like we'll get stanford <laughs>
0: like um, you know yeah um let me share this 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 uh this is a tweet from jordan travis he he tweeted this out today
1: I think I know which one you're going to share.
0: So he said, devastated, heartbroken, and so much disbelief. Uh, He, I wish my luck broke earlier in the season so that y'all could see this team is much more than the quarterback because all they're doing
1: is getting punished for the fact that like it, they could be an awesome team, right? Without him. And like, yeah, they were a little they were a little shaky the first two games, but that's what happens when you change a quarterback, right? Yeah. Um, they could be an awesome team without him, and because it, there was only two games left in the season when it happened, they have no way to prove it. They have no I way mean, to but, prove. But they
0: won those two games. I mean, I, to me, that says I'm something. With you. Didn't I'm they with you. Ho- Like for, they've already
1: proven that they deserve to be. They there.
0: played. Who did they play in the championship? Louisville. Um, Louisville. They didn't they hold them to like a pretty low point they sure total. Did.
1: Like, one of the, uh, one of the
0: more prolific offense. I mean, what is the popular saying? Defense wins championships. Said, You've got to let just lose to Kentucky. Yeah. So. Well, Kentucky is a little better than they have been historically, but I, I see your point. Um, and let, let's be clear. Um, there was another, I don't have it, but there was another, another, uh, tweet today that I thought was funny. That was first of all, how dare you for making me feel bad for Florida state because uh, I nominally am a Florida Gator fan. So, you know, anything bad that happens to FSU, usually I'm very happy about. Right. Um, so
1: v- I'm but, usually uh, just, I usually <laughs> hate all Florida based teams. Well, um, but here I am also feeling bad for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, they just, they did get really screwed, but here's a question I have for you. If it hadn't, let's say it wasn't FSU that this ha- that that was in this situation. Let's say the decision has been made right yet. Everything's the same, except instead of FSU, it was Clemson. Do you think they get left out?
1: Meaning if Clemson was the undefeated ACC champion? Yeah. If Clemson had not just lost their starting quarterback?
0: No. No, same, same situation. They'd lose it. Same their, exact situation? Same exact situation. Yeah, the only, I think they do. Okay, interesting. I think there's a chance they'd leave Clemson in only because... Obviously, they haven't been good this past year. And I don't know. I don't remember if they were good the year before, but like they have been okay the year before. Yeah. They have been good recently, whereas FSU is coming back just this year, really, from a long, you know, stay in the wilderness. Um,
1: Yeah. They really Mario Cristobal themselves pretty badly. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, sure. I still think Clemson gets left out. And the reason that I think Clemson gets left out is because I think the, I know for sure the SEC gets preferential treatment in college football. They just do. Um, And I'm sorry, but if you think that Alabama doesn't get special treatment because they're Alabama, this right here is proof. Well, I Um, mean, it's,
0: I mean, even like in general, yes, the SEC definitely gets preferential treatment, but even among the SEC teams, Alabama gets way. Alabama's the top of that at the front of that line. That's for sure.
1: Yes, absolutely. Now, it is my fervent hope that Alabama beats the living hell out of Michigan.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> well, you won't often hear me advocating for an Alabama win.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but that's really what I hope happens. But man, it's like it's a really bad day for for college football. Like yeah. a- again, Florida State, all they did was exactly what they were supposed to do if they wanted to make it to the playoff and get themselves a shot. Yeah. They never lost. They won their conference championship. What more do you want them to do? Should he have had a stronger leg?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Like I I just I it's it is inexcusable.
0: final thought I have on this and then and then we'll we'll close out with uh the long awaited uh build overviews of, of our two favorite builds. Uh but the final thought I have is you know, we're focused we've been focused rightly on FSU being left out in the cold, but and you mentioned it, you know, Michigan by, you know, there's a lot of smoke around Michigan cheating and it's the strong conviction of a lot of people that, you know, it'll come out after the, some, at some point after this season, what happens when, you know, they come out and say, yeah, Michigan was cheating. Their whole 2023 season is invalid. Now FSU has been screwed twice because if, because yeah, if, sure if Michigan was, was called on this during the season and, and were invalidated, Uh, from the selection for that reason, FSU gets in FSU is in Uh, FSU is in, in that situation. Uh, and, and, and to me, it's a little, um, I guess like uh, if there is proof that Michigan and I'm not, I wore the Michigan hat, you know, the last episode where I was defending them, this is not me defending them. I'm just saying if there is proof and there's enough of it, that should have been considered by the college football playoff committee. And that should have—just as much as the injury to FSU's quarterback was considered, that should have been considered.
1: Yep. Yep. And so what's going to happen is they're going to go through their long and exhaustive investigation. Yep. And it's going to result in, like, the vacating Michigan's—all of their wins, at least for this season and probably, you know, a season or two before— um but it won't matter so because they will have let's say they win it all right yeah it won't matter because they won the national championship that's all anybody's gonna
0: remember i disagree i th- i think if they win the national championship and then they have to vacate it i think people will remember that and it's you think
1: anybody remembers that reggie bush had to give his heisman trophy I rem- back? oh yeah i remember that no like you might remember the fact that he had to do it but it doesn't change, like the fact that he was the best player and he won the Heisman that year.
0: Yeah, I think that's a different situation because he—it's it, a different situation. He wasn't cheating. He right? wasn't cheating. Like, yeah. He wasn't. I, like I think on steroids will, or something like that. So, yeah. so to be clear, what I hope happens is I hope Michigan does win it all, and then they are forced to vacate it because I, that's because then I feel like that's the most amount of of payback you can get as an FSU fan. Oh, so, oh! We can't play in the playoff. Well, then nobody gets it. <laughs> I—that's what I hope happens. Maybe, maybe.
1: I just the fact that like they're gonna let them walk into the playoffs scot free is—it's a problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, and again, this is not me defending Michigan, but if they have proof, just produce it. Like, why does it have to, we have to wait a year not and a half? What
1: the NCAA they take uh, eighteen months to do anything.
0: I don't—I just don't understand. Uh, anyway, all right, so that's that. FSU got screwed. Michigan's probably cheating. Um hopefully I don't want I, if in a perfect world for me, Michigan is not in, FSU is in and Washington wins it all because I don't like any of the other teams.
1: I would I would <laughs> love. I would love for Washington to win it all. That's who I'm rooting for by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's who I would root uh, ask that. that's who I would probably root for. Although I will admit Texas's uniforms are so clean. Like that but probably best looking uniforms in the in college football. If if I had to choose it's so clean. gross, they're so clean. The white, anyway, um, gross. <laughs> all right. So let's close off by going through we will return to destiny back to our, our regularly scheduled, program. regularly
1: scheduled programming.
0: Um, I'm going to pull up. We're going to start with, um, we're going to start with your, your loadout give, give the people a brief overview of this while I, while I pull it up here.
1: So it's a, it's a, uh, I've been playing it for years, right? But it is a void Walker so It's warlock void Walker build centered around spamming grenades using the exotic controverse Hold, um, that's pretty much it. Um, so it obviously requires the exotic controversy. Hold that for anybody who doesn't know, Um, that lets you supercharge your vortex grenade, you throw it, it lasts for a little bit longer based on your fragments, it can do all kinds of things. Um, and, um, you know, um, Controverse Hold helps you get your, your grenade energy back. The idea being, if you run that loop correctly, which is you charge your vortex grenade, you throw it somewhere where it can proc enough times to get your grenade energy back, you're, you're right back to full or pretty darn close to it um and vortex grenades are really powerful they do a lot of damage they debuff targets if you use echo of undermining i think it's echo of undermining which i recommend that you do because it applies weaken to the targets it gives like the big suck and so the like all suck. the yeah <laughs> all of the enemies that are on the fringes get pulled in it's amazing for ad clear it's really good frankly for like chunky um, enemies, even yellow bars, it's not bad for bosses. Um, and it's particularly good on bosses because it debuffs. Um, you know, even if even if it's not the thing that is going to do all of the damage. And it also does a fair bit of damage in its own right. Um, it's really, really strong just to be able to sort of chuck charged vortex grenades all over the place um, and get them to come back. And the key to that whole thing is uh, is Hold. And now... Um, with the way they've changed abilities, the second key is get while like when you get your first kill with this build, you proc devour. Um, and then the more kills you get with devour, or the more kills you get while you have devour, charges your uh, charges your grenade energy back. So, um, that's that's the the nuts and bolts, the overview of it,
0: yeah. And you could also run weapons that have like adrenaline junkie and demolitionists to even like. You increase it's the just, amount your grenade charges,
1: yeah, with volatile rounds because one of the fragments gives you volatile rounds. Um, but with volatile rounds, if you use controverse hold with like commemoration, um. It is, I mean, it's just, it's so fun. You get purple explosions everywhere. You can have volatile rounds almost all the time. Everything's debuffed. You've got reconstruction and killing tally on your commemoration, so it's doing a ton of damage while you have volatile rounds. It's just, it's a lot of fun to play with. It's a lot of fun in, like, easy content. It's a lot of fun in hard content. I did almost the entirety of um, Day 1 Root of Nightmares Running this build, yeah, because it was so good at ad clear.
0: Yep. Let's just run through the the key parts of this build real quick, and then and then I'll talk about mine. So we have the fragments you need. Feet. You need uh, echo of expulsion, echo of undermining, echo of remnants, echo of instability, and four. Yeah, your... and I will
1: say expulsion is your choice. You can yeah. do whatever you want in that slot. I like expulsion, um, but you can do whatever you want in that slot.
0: Yep, and then. For the, uh, frac- that was the, I'm sorry. Aspects. For the aspects, yes, thank you. You need Feed the Void and Chaos Accelerant.
1: Yep. So, Chaos Accelerant lets you charge the, you know, the Vortex Grenade and all that good stuff. Um, and Feed the Void gives you Devour. Yep. When you get kills with, it- uh, with your Void abilities.
0: And then when we're looking at the mods, I'd say the important ones is, you know, do whatever you need to do to get your discipline up and, you know, your resilience up. Uh, but then after that having bomber mods, uh you know, anything that powers your grenades. So firepower, bolstering detonation, impact induction. Uh, these are all mods that improve either your grenade charge time or your uh regen. Um and, and time dilation and uh void surge or uh, void weapon surge are always good to have when you're running a, a void uh subclass.
1: Yep. Yep. You're gonna want to focus on like like Brock says, anything that does um Anything that, you know, increases your ability to get your grenade energy back. Controverse hold is obviously key to the whole thing. Um, And when you think about stats, your stat priority should be resilience, followed by discipline, followed by recovery. Um, And I think today I have... 100 resilience 100 discipline and 94 recovery you take a 20 point hit to um discipline when you equip i think it's uh undermining echo of undermining um uh, that's the one that that yeah, applies the weakening weaken, yep. um the the weaken debuff so you take a really big hit it takes a lot of stats to get to you know 100 resilience and 100 discipline and even anywhere um close to a good recovery number but your stat choices should be resilience followed by recovery or sorry resilience followed by discipline followed by recovery and your whole goal is damage resistance get your grenade back
0: yeah and if you if you don't have the armor to do double one even double 100s um and on void it's hard i don't i don't know if it's even it's really hard to do trip one hundred in void because of the stat penalty you take from on the Because under you take
1: that twenty, I like it's real hard. I'm at ninety four and I've been working on that build for three years. Yeah.
0: So, but the general rule of thumb is when you and ha- in you're in your in your top three, your order priority, you want a hundred for number one, at least ninety for number two, and at least eighty for number three, if you can do it.
1: If you can do it, yeah. e- it's even hard to do that. Yeah. Without like some pretty well rolled, like frankly, like Artifice high armor. high stat armor. Um, but yeah, it can be it can be tough to even do that. But like a hundred resilience is sort of like the table stakes in destiny these days. You just kind of have to do it. Yeah. Um, as high as you can get in in discipline, ninety is good, um, eighty fine. But as high as you can get, I would sacrifice a lot of recovery to get a higher discipline because you're going to get devour and devour is going to get your health back instantly. As soon as you get kills, um, which you should be getting a lot of. Um, So I think you can sacrifice a fair bit of recovery to get your discipline up. If it comes to, I can get, you know, a hundred resilience and I can get, you know, 90 discipline, but my recovery is 20 or i can get 100 resilience 80 discipline and my recovery is 70. maybe i take the 80 recovery or sorry the 80 discipline and like have a higher recovery and like i don't know that i would tank my recovery that badly but in general i'm pretty willing in this build to tank recovery pretty hard um to get up to as close to 100 discipline as i can
0: yep makes sense okay so now i'm going to talk through not a similar loadout but it it lives in a similar space in that it's a PVE loadout, and it's I find it one of the more fun ones to run on a hunter.
1: So while uh, while he's setting this up, I'll just say you ran this in you know, was our day one Kingsfall. Day right? one
0: Kingsfall, yeah. And
1: I remember in Golgoroth in particular, there was a point where I was just watching you run around, and I think I said out loud, "I was like, this man is playing a different game." <laughs> like. All of us are playing one game and this man is, he's just, he's playing a different game entirely out here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this, this, is I'm actually going to show a variation of the original loadout. So in the day one King's Fall, what this was, it was a Liar's Handshake arc build for Hunter. Um, the variation I'm showing here is actually Assassin's Cowl instead right, of yeah. Liar's Handshake. And that's only because of in today's meta, I think Assassin's Cowl is actually the better choice. Um, but but yeah, that night, essentially what I was doing was, or, or the basic conceit of this loadout is you never need to fire a primary weapon. All you need to do is punch things as a hunter. All you need to do is dodge and punch. And that's literally going to kill everything. I call this the thunder God loadout. Cause what <laughs> happens is because of the combination of fragments and, and the arc 3.0 rework. When you punch uh and defeat and add an uh an enemy with a powered melee uh strike, it creates a lightning storm at that location and it chain it's basically the original arc web uh hunter grenade if anybody remembers or, i'm sorry warlock grenade if anybody remembers that it just chains lightning to everything around it it operates very similarly to chain reaction on uh salvager yep. salvo and which is one of my favorite all time favorite destiny weapons yep uh, actually, you know what? I don't think even think you need a defeat to, to proc it. I think it, it changed regardless as long as you land a powered melee blow. That's gross. Um, <laughs> but essentially the loop is this. You 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 run up, you punch, you dodge, and dodging near enemies on Hunter with the uh which which one is it? It's the now I'm not even seeing it. I think it's lethal current. No. Anyway, dodging. Oh I'm sorry, it's marksman's dodge. Yeah with marksman's dodge, no, no, with gambler's dodge, dodging near an enemy gives you your melee charge back. Yeah. So you run up, you punch, you dodge, you punch, and you just repeat that over and over again. And, and you know, you run, you know, certain aspects that give you increase. And and it's almost as if arc 3.0 on Hunter was built with this in mind because spark of resistance, for example, gives you, you know, added uh, damage resistance when you're in close proximity. Um, I think you know, is it maybe a spark of feedback that like when you're surrounded, you get, you know, extra, you know, you know, damage, you do extra damage when, when you, when someone punches you, like it arc 3.0 Hunter is built for basically either liar's handshake or assassin's cow. And the cool thing about assassin's cow, so liar's handshake, when you, when you do, when you punch, if you get punched and then you punch, you do extra damage. Uh, and you get a small amount of healing, and and that combined with combination blow, which is the powered melee on arc combination blow, stacks three times, and it's increasing amount of healing that you get on a defeat. So. What I was doing with Liar's Handshake on that night was something would punch me, get me weak. I would punch it back, do that extra damage, do the arc chaining. I would get healed twice, once from once from Liar's Handshake, and then another time from Combination Blow, and I'd be doing a ton of damage on the return punch. So I would literally walk up to Yellow Bar Wizards in Golgoth on contest mode and just literally punch them to death i could
1: and on top of this you like you have a super that doesn't suck
0: right yeah right so the new arc 3.0 gathering storm yeah it doesn't suck in fact i don't really know the whole reason why but some of our you know guys on our day one team they were running gathering storm as a legit dps option in our in our recent king's fall uh flawless clear I don't, yeah. I don't really know the, I think there's a specific reason for that. And I actually don't know why, but yeah, so this is a fun loadout to do. Assassin's cow has the added benefit. It doesn't do the extra damage, but on a powered melee kill, it makes you invisible, which is great. Uh, I know this is a popular option, uh, with a lot of the people we play with that run Hunter when they do solo dungeons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, this is, so it's it, actually a good point. Yeah. So this, this is just a great option. So just to run through real quick, um, Aspects, you want flow state, lethal current and fragments. You want resistance, feedback, shock, and just dis- discharge all of the fragment, almost all the fragments on arc hunter or just arc 3.0 in general are great. Um, there's, there's very, it's very hard to go wrong here. And then in terms of your stat distribution, mobility is is number one, because you need your dodge batch back as, as frequently as possible. Um, after that, honestly. Okay, te- would it be strength or recovery? No, you'd never— or resilience. It, w- it would be resilience, but you're so hard to kill because, A, you'll be invisible, and, two, you'll be getting healing from combination blow. Um, you're just hard to kill in general. So, yeah, re- but resilience is technically number two. And strength, like, yes, it's nice to have the strength, but, like, your dodge gives you back your melee charge when you dodge near enemies. Yeah. So, but anyway, those are the three. Mobility is the most important, and then resilience, and then strength— but if those are lower for some reason, you're, you'll be fine. You'll, you just need your, your mobility, mobility to be a hundred. And then the other two as high as you, as you can. Um, and other than that, just, you know, anything to maximize your melee charge. Cause there will be times where, Hey, I dodged. Oh, I just, I actually killed everybody. And now I don't have a dodge or my melee melee. So there will be those times that happen. So, you know, you want fo- focusing strike, heavy handed, um, outreach, um, for your, your melee, uh, specific mods, I also run Dynamo um because yeah. it'll charge up my super with my uh melee blows which is nice um better already because you know you, because better already because better yeah. I mean there's just this just an obvious um yeah. yeah and then other than that like honestly when I run this loadout I hardly ever run a kinetic weapon I usually run two special weapons double special <laughs> because yeah. I especially in uh just normal content I don't need to actually shoot anything
1: yeah, the only hunter build that I actually have is I have like an Omni build that I use that I, I run it in GMs a lot. Yeah. Um. I think I probably should build this at some point because I feel like I'd probably actually play hunter a little bit more, um, if I had something like this because it's like a little bit my speed because with Titan I used to play Bonk Hammer and you're just literally running around just destroying everything by throwing hammers. This is not that much different. Yeah. Um. And I had a good time with I had a good time with Bonk Hammer. They you know they changed it in this uh this most recent um set of uh set of nerfs and it doesn't feel as good so maybe i'll give this a try speaking of um did anything in
0: the most recent set of nerfs make this not feel as good as it used to i i need to go and look because i was running the liar's handshake version of this and i just it just felt different to me and i couldn't really put my finger on why I yeah. need to go back and read the patch notes again. Uh, but I think the assassin, and and that's kind of why I showed the assassin's cow version rather than the liar's handshake version, because I ran it like this week. Um, and it just didn't feel quite the same. I couldn't really put my finger on why, so I need to go back and read the patch notes, but I think the assassin's cow version is, is more than fine. Um, this, this, this loadout, I categorize under the fun loadouts to run in PVE. Um, and this yep. is the one i will be running the most, except I have a strand loadout that is in my opinion even more fun (laughs) um that that's not even you couldn't use that in serious content um but it is but yeah this one is definitely one of the more fun ones
1: awesome well maybe i'll give it a try maybe i'll actually play a little hunter thanks to you
0: (laughs) all right all right i think that's it for us today um Next, uh, we'll be back, um, probably a little later next time. Cause we have the holidays, right? So I don't know yeah. when, when in January we'll record, but it'll be sometime after the holidays and I'm sure the world will offer us up something to talk about, um, much like we've, 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 uh, they'll, had be, the... they'll
1: be selling artifice armor by then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Either that or, um, you know, maybe the NCAA NCAA will actually get something done in relatively quick fashion. and We can keep the string of college football topics going
1: god be with you florida state seminoles (laughs) fans um we we uh we stand in solidarity with your anger
0: um i don't know if i stand i mean i don't want to stand with fsu fans but you know i have sympathy for them yeah fair enough all right thanks uh anybody who watched or tuned in until next time adios